Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. And with that, we are back. Hey, everybody. It's Joe Wu here. Welcome to, I guess you could kind of call, season two of my podcast. So it's hard to believe it's been a year since I started this journey with this this idea of doing a podcast for careers. You know, everybody laughed at me. Everybody thought it couldn't be done. Gave me so much grief. And now everybody wants to be on the show. It's, it's pretty cool. So it's exciting. So I'm humbled by the experience and so we're getting ready to start season two here, and we have a very special guest today, um, one of my good friends, Doug Brindley of Brindley Beach Vacations in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Doug will be on about five, six minutes. So this is an amazing time because this is really the start of something even greater. Uh, originally, when I started this podcast, I had no idea what would happen, and I've had amazing guests last year, like hardcore closer Ryan Stum, and he's one of the best in sales. The original voice of Siri, Susan Bennett. I mean, the Red Cross CEO, Gail McGovern. Uh, many, many guests from television and film have been on. So it's just growing and growing. And so as a result, you know, this show originally was called The Career Expert Live. We are now changing it to the Joe Wu Career and Life Show. So again, that's the Joe Wu Career and Life Show. And uh, it really represents the brand a little bit more. And one other difference that you'll notice, too, is that this show might not necessarily be live because really it's a podcast. You know, I think originally it was calling it radio and podcast. It was great because we can do live broadcasts. But there's so many factors that can go wrong with a live broadcast. And what you really want to do is make sure you have all your bases covered and be proactive. And I think um, it, it's, it's more important to really get good content instead of being live. So that was one of the big eye-opening revelations I had in the, in the last few weeks of being off of this and uh, sort of restructuring the show, but it's all for the good. Um, the show's really growing. Uh, a lot of the shows are out there now on iTunes, uh, getting high ratings still, which is amazing. And it's hard to believe, um, you know, the show was, uh, was a year ago. It started a year ago this week, and uh, it's just exciting to see it continue to grow. So thank you for all your support. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, give me the opportunity and uh, hasn't been an easy road, but I've learned a lot. And, um, you know, this is going to continue, which is great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but before we kind of really get into our special guest, Doug Brinley, I want to take a minute and just reflect on what's going on in the world. Obviously, the tragic events in Orlando, Florida in the last couple of days, it just seems like Orlando, unfortunately, can't catch a break. You know, it started with the, um, the shooting of the contestant from The Voice, who died, and then obviously the tragic nightclub shooting at the Pulse nightclub, and now, um, I guess from last night, a toddler was attacked by an alligator at a Disney resort, and I don't believe they still have found the toddler since last night, so uh, just very, very sad news. Um, that just seems to keep happening, but uh, you know, if any place can do it, Orlando can pull themselves together. So I wanted to take just a brief moment here uh, for a moment of silence for Orlando and all the victims of, of all the tragedies 
uh, just to remember them and know that uh, we're here for them. So let's have a quick moment of silence here. Okay, thank you, everybody. Um, so my guest coming up in a few minutes here, as I said, is Doug Brindley, uh, Brindley Beach Vacations. And I've been out uh, vacationing on the Outer Banks in Carl, North Carolina since 1993. My Uncle Mike and, and Isolde introduced me to the Outer Banks. I had no idea what the experience is going to be. But if you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the Outer Banks is a stretch of barrier islands on North Carolina's coast. And it, it's an amazing vacation spot. The houses are very big. It's not like your traditional boardwalks on the east or west coast. It's really um, just very quiet. Um, you know, it, it's obviously grown in the last 23, 24 years since I've been there. Each year it continues to grow, but it's still a little bit of a laid back environment and it's nice. There's not a huge amount of, of things to do. There's a lot of nature, things you can do, crabbing, fishing, touring some historical sites like lighthouses and things like that. But it, it, it's truly an amazing um, place to be. And, you know, Doug Brindley has been in the Outer Banks since about 1984. And Originally, where we were going down there was called Brindley and Brindley uh, Real Estate, and um, this amazing experience that you would get going to, on vacation, and just many, many fun things that, that we did, and Doug got out of the business in, I want to say it was early 2000s. Uh, he uh, became part of a network called Resort Quest, and merged into them, and then sold the business, and then, uh, I guess, got the itch to get back in, and I want to say it was 2003, 2004 is when he got back into it strong. And unfortunately, last year, we were actually going to do a broadcast live from the beach. I still wound up doing the broadcast, but Doug was actually going to be my second guest on the show, and it just happened that we were going on vacation. And unfortunately, on June 13th of last year, um, a fire actually burned their Carl, North Carolina offices down. Legendary building, uh, beautiful building. They had expanded in 1998. Uh, very, very tragic. And we were actually en route, and all of a sudden, I started seeing these posts on Facebook saying, you know, Oh my gosh, you know, so sorry for the loss. I couldn't believe it. And I was calling and couldn't believe that the building burned down. But amazingly, Doug had actually pulled it together. And his first thought was, how do we get the vacationers in the houses? And that's the kind of guy he is, an entrepreneur he is. And now he, um, you know, owns the uh, company. Obviously, it's his company with his wife, Joan. And they're amazing people. They're very good. And, and you'll hear, you know, Doug's sort of uh, philosophy on life and uh, what it means to be in business. Uh, he's truly, um, I think, one of the great entrepreneurs of our time. I really think he is. Um, and um, so Doug just said he's going to be calling in in a few minutes here, which is great. And uh, so we're going to get him connected here. But it was amazing to see his response to the fire. Um, could not believe how he was so focused on the guests and wasn't even thinking about, you know, building or anything like that. Obviously, safety for, you know, owners of some of the houses that were impacted, but uh, truly um, amazing. So it was uh, good to see. So they're actually in the process of rebuilding. Uh, they're fast-tracked, and it's really great to see how things have transpired. So it's, it's a great thing for Doug and his family, and especially the people of Brindley Beach. But they're a wonderful place, and we'll post information um, on the you know site here as we uh, once we conclude the interview here, but it'll be great to talk to Doug and see what he's up to and see how um, how things are going. Um, but yeah, and if you guys have seen uh, my site, there's been a lot of uh, pictures of the rebuilding. So Doug is calling in now, so let's bring him on board. Hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. Hi, Joe. How hey, are Doug. you today? Good. How are you? Just wonderful here in the beautiful Outer Banks. 
That's right. That's what I was just uh, saying on my uh, my podcast here. How it's uh, wonderful down there, and you know we'll probably be down there uh, later in the year, itching to get down there already. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So how you been? I've been just great. Getting ready for the season. Uh, everyone's here. I was going to say that's awesome. Getting ready for the season. I was just telling um, telling everybody on the podcast here. Uh, you know, about things that happened last year and, and uh, you know, the fire and everything and just the amazing sort of resilience uh, you and the team had, just the wonderful attitude you had uh, and just moving the business forward so quickly. Like it wasn't even a thought. I mean, you were just uh, just the philosophy is, is what I've told people. I've always respected how how you are just, you know, thinking of the guest owners and just kind of moving things forward. So uh, truly amazing. But I guess it's exciting to see the new building go up, too. It is. We're, uh, we're about halfway through and maybe a little bit more. We broke ground first and things take a while so we'll we'll be in sometime by the end of the year but it'll be it'll be in december oh that's awesome that's great yeah i, I love seeing the pictures um that joan's been posting i saw some uh and, and brinley beach team has been posting so it's great to see that it's like we're all seeing those getting excited and seeing the progress and as you guys say the phoenix is rising so that's cool <laughs> great Did stuff. you see the uh the pictures from the dinner party we had there on june 12 i did yeah yeah it's neat and I saw you we in the, wanted to uh, the memorialize the event in in some memorable way for everyone, so we uh, decided to have a dinner party for everyone. It was over 80 people in the wow. commission site, and we uh, used the fireplace for the first time, which is yeah. kind of gutsy on a day like that. Plus, it was 95 degrees. <laughs> right, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "Wow, the fireplace! That's great." <laughs> <laughs> it's a big that one too. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I, I saw the pictures, and you're sitting, and I'm like, wow, that's that's massive. But I'm like, you know, hey, it's got it's got to be that red brick fireplace. You know, that's that's a tradition there. <laughs> so you bet. That's awesome. So want to get into some uh, some questions here a little bit, and sort of talk to you about um, your career. So what made you go down this career path, being in real estate and you know, vacation rentals? Well, I wanted to be uh, uh, back home at the beach. I was uh, working as a CPA in Southwest Virginia. And the industry just didn't like me. <laughs> That's the way I describe it. Right. I, I didn't enjoy it, and, and it was um, uh, not for me. So I went back home to the beach. My family at the time was involved in real estate development and uh, got involved in helping with that and found out quickly that I knew how to sell. So that's where I went. Awesome. That's great. So, yeah, was that a little bit scary, though, kind of saying, okay, you know, I'm not really liking this industry. Let me sort of jump ship here a little bit because I think a lot of people tend to do that. You know, oh, this just isn't fitting me. I'm going to try to do something else. Was that a little bit scary to make that decision or how did that play out for you? Well, you, you might notice I'm a bit of a risk taker. Yeah. And um, uh, no, no, no air medals. Right. I love it, especially with the fireplace uh, a couple of days ago. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say some of your uh, early successes um, you had in your career, like some early wins that said, wow, you know, okay, this is great. I, I, I'm doing this. This is awesome. Well, it, uh, I've been through a lot of things. I like to say I've, I've messed up everything at least once. So I'm, I'm up on top of the pile now. <laughs> but the <laughs> early successes, you say, um, in the early days when I was I was going out of the model home in North Point and Duck, and working on the family's next development in Corolla Light, and my father didn't feel as if I was up to the task, being the young 27-year-old boy I was. And so uh, he hired a group from Virginia to come down here, uh, uh, one of the big-name companies in the Tidewater area. And I moved into a closet in Kitty Hawk 
And I outsold that team from these seasoned salespeople four to one in the first year wow. from 20, 30 miles away. So that was a big success to say, don't tell me what I can't do. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's I, I awesome. can do it. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. Your dad must've been really proud to, to see that and just be like, Oh my gosh, look at that. That's great. I never well, knew we that. ended up uh, taking care of the property sales for, for many years after that. He gave me a six page listing agreement, if you can believe that. And it included wow. things like wearing socks and um and I just blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, I didn't want to wear socks. Work. I wear socks. I think the vacation um, home buyer at that time was mostly selling lots and construction right. contracts. Uh, they right. they want to see someone who's into it and relaxed and and knowledgeable of the area, and that's what that's what we were. Gotcha. That's awesome. So, was there? A good, you know, say life lesson or lesson that you learned in your career that you can kind of think of, say, okay, you know, we could have done this better, or maybe this wasn't the best decision that I made. No, you don't have enough time to go through all that. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of things. Don't be, a, don't right. be afraid to uh, uh, to try things uh, when you make changes. Go bold. Um, just biggest uh, success you could have in, in any occupation or industry is to just plain be there yeah you got to be there in order to be able to make the uh to make the sale to uh to be available for the guest or the owner or the or the prospect um without that you're just uh, you're lost yeah yeah and that's what i like about you and the team there you know it's 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 like a friendly family environment and it just everybody's always there and and it just smiles on their face and i've you know worked with so many other people in different industries and they set up a business and you know they just kind of break away from it they say well i got to put myself out of the business now and i'm like oh that's not necessarily the best thing to do you got to be in there like you said you got to be there and really focus on things to keep driving the business forward i post every day and it's yeah. what you have to do. The team has got to see that you're in it and you're not, you know, like pulling strings from some ivory tower. Uh, they they right. see me. They they know that I'm involved. My job is to give them the tools and the support so they can do their jobs. Um, and as far as the team being happy and, and comfortable with what they're doing, it all goes back to our mission statement, which is those, those four words. That's all it is. Yep. Service first, fun always. Yep, I love that. If, that's, I, that's if, one I, of the, if I go on the floor and I don't hear laughter and I don't hear people ribbing each other and having fun, then I, I, I have to sit back and say, you know, what's going on here? What, what's happening? Because yeah. they're always having a good time. Oh, that's great. So yeah, that was one of the questions I have for you with the service first fun always. Is that what that means is, you know, having fun, servicing people? What, what exactly does that, that motto mean for you? It means to be there and get the job done, do it well, and have a good time doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, yeah, I think so many businesses, you know, people don't, um, you know, they, they do the job, they do it well, but the fun piece is missing. And I've always tried to integrate that myself in the businesses or departments or, you know, even in big departments I've had. And people say, why are you having fun? I'm like, well, you got to have fun. You got to enjoy it. And and I like how you guys do that. I really do. I think it's, 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 it's a great piece of business. The expression out there is if you do something you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. You don't realize it's work. It's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah. So back in the, uh, I guess it was early 2000s, so you got out of the business for a little bit and then uh, came back a few years later. So what was that experience like kind of being out of out of your business that you really built? About the dumbest thing I ever could have done. <laughs> <laughs> One, selling out to a public company and um, right. thinking that that was going to work 
and uh, uh, just not not a good idea. I was a rising star. Was the the company was was growing. It was, you know, second biggest on the Outer Banks, and we just had it had it going. And uh, uh, my wife at the time wanted to wanted to sell, so I accommodated her. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I remember that because uh, I remember you guys were um, were partnering up, and I, I actually thought it was a good idea. It really seemed interesting because it was like. This, this company had different places around uh, around the country. And then I was like, wow, I'm like, Brinley Beach isn't around anymore. And I was like, I guess I got out of it. And I remember uh, my wife and I were on our uh, honeymoon there of all places to go. But, you know, that's where I wanted to, to take her. She had never been to the Outer Banks. And I remember running into you. I'm like, you have a little shop over here. You were over there. And I remember that that conversation. And you were just like, yeah, I'm back in the business. I'm like, that's great. So uh, great that you got back in. And yes, it was uh, it was quite the, uh, the the turnaround there. Ended up buying back the entity that bought me uh, right. at for pennies on the dollar, so that worked out well. Oh, that's awesome! That's great. So I, uh, I sat her. down with the CEO one day, and I told him he didn't know what he was doing, and <laughs> um, in some unflattering ways, and he uh, he found a reason to get rid of me. Imagine that. Wow. Um, but at the end, I think I was right because <laughs> they failed. Yeah, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you could see it, definitely. You know, looking back on that, I could see you were totally right with that. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's a great story. So I know with um, with the Outer Banks, obviously hurricanes can you know, be a big factor, um, big problems down there. So how do you manage that that process? I mean, there's so much going on there, you know, communications to guests, owners, and, and the updates that you got to do. I mean, what's sort of your specialty there? Well, I've been through 27 hurricanes here. I've never left. And wow. quite frankly, they're just uh, – and, and a big thunderstorm typically they go through right. it rather quickly sometimes they throw you a loop and uh and and do more damage than than you had anticipated from before but usually they pass by of course it depends on the track and which side which quadrant of the hurricane hits you uh but it's it's an emergency it's not an emergency that happens instantly like a fire it's an emergency right. that creeps up on you. I mean, this thing's sitting off the coast of Florida, and then and then Georgia, and then South Carolina. So, you know, you got time. And, right. But everybody gets all jiggity when it comes to yeah. a hurricane. They just get all excited. So I have to focus them on tasks that are needed to be done right now. And in an emergency, people's minds shut down, and they yep. they they want to go to do something or be somewhere comfortable. And I've got to focus them on what has to be done right now. So basically, I have to get them all in the room several times yeah. a day and say, don't think. Just do what I ask you to do and then come back here and I'll tell you the next thing to do. Yeah. And it, it, it gets done that way when you take control of the processes as opposed to them running off and doing their own thing. Because you've got to shut out 500-plus houses in, in 30 hours. Yeah. And then I open them up in eight <laughs> that, that, that amazes so me. It's, I remember it's we, a lot to do. Yeah, I, I remember. I think it was 2011 or something like that. We we uh, we came down and a hurricane impacted us the first time it ever did. And I, I remember that vividly. And I remember the, the post that you had on I think it was Facebook and on the site. And you're riding a bicycle up there, and it was just amazing. And we actually came in. I think stayed in uh, somewhere in Kitty Hawk, one of the hotels, and you know we were able to get through. And I just remember like. Like how are they going to open all these places? I'm like, I, I wish I could help or something. And, and magically, you guys had everything like open so quickly, and I was just amazed by by that process. But as you say, you know, get everybody focused and just keep the constant communication going. That that seems to work really well. Yeah, I had training as a uh, when I was young, I was a swimmer. So 
order to swim the mile and, and not drown, you had to right. break it down into little pieces. And that's the same <laughs> thing with prepping, uh, shutting, and opening up houses in a hurricane. You just break it down into pieces and do each one of them. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Get everybody focused and just get the job done and come back and do the next thing. You bet. Yep. So what's the most rewarding thing about your business, would you say? Well, it's it's nice to see people thrive and 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 do well in in any occupation in any business. Um, for example, in 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 the fire, some people just really shined incredibly. They just really showed what they're made of, and and then you had the others that that fell apart and and right. You learn a lot from the people processes. Uh, we deal with the public. Not always easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so you get you 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 meet every single uh, personality type. So that, that's interesting and exciting. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's amazing. So, and, and how do you how do you teach staff to deal? Because obviously your industry being in, you know, you're going to have those difficult customers. And you know, I've, I've been in service industries in the past too. You know, customer service call centers, and I know you know you got those difficult customers. So, so what do you tell staff? What, what's sort of the the specialty to, to to help the customer out and diffuse the situation? But I tell you what, you either have it or you don't. Right. You cannot teach someone how to deal with an irate person that is either uh, correct or incorrect. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't teach it. So yeah. you've got to pick the right person to handle that and then give them the resources once again to, to deal with it. Back them. Right. Even when they're wrong, you still back them, and yeah. then you learn That's from it. Point. That's great, and I think yeah, and I think that's great too. Putting the right person in in the right spot. And I see so many places that don't do that. They just put bodies in there, or warm you know, uh, warm bodies in seats, and you know they say go at it, and then it just doesn't work. But uh, I like that. Yeah, I, I just, I've I've seen a little girl go into a fetal position underneath the counter before. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just yeah, couldn't not take tough. controversy. <laughs> yeah, and the conflict is is kind of hard. Wow. But uh, that's, that's a good way of doing it. So I know we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously, just about a year ago, you had the, uh, the fire. And I, I'm still amazed. And I, I still talk to people this day about it, how I'll never forget, you know, we were pulling up and we see you on the side of the road there. And your face is still smiling like it's any other day. And, and it was just unbelievable to, to see that and see the team out there with the umbrella. And I, I just was, I was blown away by it. So how do you keep that, that positive attitude? Because I see so many people, like I said, people, you know, crawl underneath the desk and so many people will crumble, but you just have this resilience where nothing can stop you. And it, it, it's really, it's, it's truly amazing. I mean, I, I'm amazed by it every time I, I see a post or something, how you just have the attitude. And then you had the um, the video a couple of days later. I remember you're like, I think we had a fire here. And it was amazing to see how you, you had to have found the humor in it. And I'm like, my gosh, I probably would have been, you know, so upset. And then I'm like, this is really how to, how to be successful. So, so how do you keep that positive attitude? Well, you just, you, you got to look past what has happened. Uh, you certainly can't stop it. You can't, uh, you can, sometimes can't even figure out why it happened. Uh, so you got to look to the future as how to get past it and how to rebuild. Um, that, that first few days, that question coming to me, what happened, just cracks me up to this right. day. Yeah. I just, and I couldn't <laughs> Stop it myself when I was being interviewed on on TV. Right, I had to say it. <laughs> what do you think happened? Yeah. Well, I think we had a fire. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I wanted to say to uh, one of them, "We had a flood. Look at that." Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember. But I did. I thought I'd get that. smacked. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's great though. You got to find that that humor in it. And I remember some people even saying, "What, what, what really happened here?" And I was like, uh, I, "I think I even said the same thing later in the week." Did you see what happened to the, the building there? And they're like, "What happened?" I said, uh, "They had a fire." And I remember myself saying that. I was kind of like chuckling. Yeah, it was a fire. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know but, what they meant. What caused the fire? But yeah, I had to say right. it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. That's funny. But see, and, and that's great too. You just find find the humor in that situation. But um, I, yeah, I see so many people. I, I think too, they want to try to figure out how to control that situation say, okay, how do we, how do we control that? But you know, to your point, you just got to keep moving past it and just, and just keep going. So that's, that's the key. Well, that night I left that fire scene at 3 a.m. on, um, started at 7 p.m. on on Friday, 3 a.m. Saturday, I left to go sleep in a few minutes. We were back up there at at sunrise just after six. And uh, we had people stationed at every hardware store, or or Home Depot and such to buy every slag lock that they could find because we had to turn out 130 locks in, in just a few hours. And wow. we had to have the lock to do it. So no one place had enough. So just we just bought everything that, that they had and uh, had enough and, and got it done. By, by 4 p.m. that day, we had every single person in, and, and they all had a key. Now, they had a key because they all come with two right. keys. right. But they had achy, <laughs> so it wow. was uh, just the logistics, and you know it's almost comforting to know that this is the task you got to do, and this is the only task you got to do. You just got to do it and keep doing it until it's done. Right. Yeah, get it done. Wow. It's kind of how amazing. we work in the summertime. It's so much easier when we have a force. Everybody right. knows what to do. It yeah. all just keeps clicking and keeps happening. Now you yeah. get in, in the off season when I've got fifteen, twenty houses occupied. You know, that's when people's brains shut down and they don't always <laughs> right. do everything right. I say, we can right. have a perfect 500 occupancies. If we have five, we can mess them up. How do we yeah. do that? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You know, that's what happens. You know, you get you get a little lax and things happen. But still, it, it's just I'm amazed by, by last year. You know, and I've been around speaking around the country and, and talk to people. Just I, I use that example times. You guys get, just check this out. It's amazing how this is like a great example of just persevering through things and just still having that, that service first, um, you know, fun, always mentality with so many other businesses would have that. <laughs> yeah. Got to do it. Would be great. Yep. So my last question for you here uh, before we go is uh, what, so what's next for Brindley beach? Like what do you see on the, the horizons? Obviously the new building, the Phoenix is rising, which is great, but what's, uh, what's next? Well, the building is, is, is exciting. I, I call it the most expensive marketing piece I'll ever have because it's a completely <laughs> different structure. It's a completely different purpose. Uh, right. when, when the building was on, I had the opportunity and the need to repurpose the entire facility. So I changed right. it, took all of the administration out of there. Uh, it's all about sales. It's all about enjoyment. Uh, so that's exciting to see that come together. I love the build. I just yeah. don't like the reason why I'm building this time. Right, but yeah. you you ask what's in the future for Brindley Beach. Uh, the question around here: You're either green and growing, or you're ripe and rotting. So right. we're just going to keep on growing. Oh, that's great. I love that philosophy. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. I really uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule here to uh, pop on here. And I will definitely email you the uh, link when this is all done. And um, this has been great. And I'll definitely see you uh, a little bit later in the, in the year here in the summer. Good, Joe, and look forward to. Uh, seeing you here. Yep. Thanks so much, Doug. Take care. Have a great one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good okay. day. Bye-bye. All right. That was Doug Brinley from 
friendly beach vacations. Um, man, you could just sort of see that. Isn't that amazing how, how he's got that same attitude, you know, across the board, even, even through every, you know, tough question or every sort of difficult situation, he always found the positive in it and focused on moving things forward. So, um, truly fascinating to see that. And especially, you know, you have a business uh, and you're devastated by a fire that basically just shuts your entire business down. He's up and running and you hear him 3 a.m. Went to sleep, back up at 6 a.m. And, you know, he's got people in houses and we were part of that. And we were actually in our house that day and normal time, like nothing happened, you know, but you drive by and see that, you know, the building obviously burned down, but just truly amazing. So, um, but it's, it's amazing to see too, how he talked about you know, putting people in the right spots. I think so many times as a uh, business, you know, we, we see people we think might be good and we put them in, in the wrong spot and, and things don't go so well. So um, that's a great point that, that Doug brings up, you know, to be successful is putting people in the right spot, picking them in there. And sometimes you can't, you really can't train uh, people to you know, handle difficult situations. And I've been through that in customer service. You know, people do have that it factor, or, or they don't. And I've even tried to train people and sure they're a little bit successful, but at the end of the day, it's you got to get that right person in there. Um, and also too, you know, in those tough situations like hurricanes, you know, putting people to task, I think it was very key too, is that follow-up communication. You know, so many businesses struggle in communication, but, you know, Doug's whole point is, you know, hey, let's meet back again. Let's repeat the process. Let's get another task going. Um, you know, truly, truly inspiring stuff. So I hope you all enjoyed that. I, I really did. You know, I, I love talking to Doug. I mean, I, you know, as I said, when I was working in the credit card industry and in, um, customer service and running teams, I kind of modeled my, um, my philosophy after him because, you know, when he says, you know, you got to have fun and it's all about having fun too, because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to be productive. You're not going to make the sales. Um, business is not going to be green. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be in the red. And I always try to bring fun into my teams, departments, and um, groups that I, I manage, you know, having fun events, just simple things for the team, take them out to dinner, lunch, or just goofing off and you have fun with it. So that's, you know, that's absolutely the key. So I hope you all enjoyed this, uh, this first episode of what I'm calling season two here. Uh, this has been fascinating. So we're off to an amazing start already. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed it again. And next time we are going to have Sherm Porter from Sherm's Catering on Sherm is actually my very first guest. Um, so we'll have him back on, see what he's been up to a year later. And uh, many more guests uh, coming on here. Uh, as you guys had heard previously, Chef Robert Irvine uh, will be on sometime in late July, early August. We're still trying to nail that on time. We do have the commitment, but his schedule is so all over the place. And uh, many more guests I can't talk about yet since we're trying to nail that down. But as I get them, you'll see it. But uh, make sure you guys also um, check out Brindley Beach. Um, they're an amazing group. And the website is brindleybeach.com, B-R-I-N-D-L-E-Y, B-E-A-C-H.com. And, you know, they're on Facebook as well. I think it's under Outer Banks, uh, Brindley Beach. You'll find them there. Make sure to uh, like their fan page. It's got great deals all the time. And, you know, even if you're not beach person in the in-season, they've got amazing uh, off-season rates and rentals. So think about Thanksgiving, the holidays, and things like that. So it's all the time we have for today. Thank you all again for joining me. Live amazing. Talk to you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.